Yo, what's going on? It is another episode of uh, the Couch Potato Sports Report. I almost said my own uh, podcast, but um, I'm going to go ahead and skip that because <laughs> today uh, this is producer Dex. Mike is out. He just came back from vacation, but I do have in the studio a very special guest. And before I introduce you, his voice is going to sound very familiar because we play a lot of his commercials. So welcome to the show, Todd Dean. How are you? Hey, I'm well. I'm well. Um, nice to to finally be on the pod. Well, you know, you, um, randomly. But, you got hey. enough spots, you know, might as well just give it to you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody wants to hear what the insurance guy got to say. Huh? You know, I've been, I've been saying that for years. Insurance is the sexiest business. I don't know why I'm not in it. Hey, <laughs> Every, everybody needs it. That's for sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It is, it is that. I'm, but I'm glad to finally be on um, this podcast. I mean, I've been listening to this show since I was a kid in high school. That's impossible. Um, We've only been here for a year. Oh, wait a minute. You did hear it on the radio version. I yes, forgot to say. the yeah, radio yeah. version. See, this before your time, young buck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this before your time. I was So they would cover uh, our high school football games. Uh-huh. Um, and they would do it live right before the game. They would set up at um, what was new then. It's old now, but the Chili's uh-huh. right there off Main Street. And um, they would have a live show. And everybody would listen. Yeah, yeah. Including the guys in the locker room. So that's dope, man. That's dope. And so I, I so I'm the new guy then, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you knew to this thing. You know, it's okay though. It's okay. Well, Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I gotta uh welcome a uh fan favorite, Mama OG. I hope everything is going well. Um they um yeah, I uh uh, yeah, we gotta really just kind of get started with this. It's crazy not being the one that drives this. Hey, you know, normally Mike and you know Mo normally do, but I guess I gotta show up and do something. But I uh, I invited you on the show, and you you were telling me about summer league and oh. your experience with summer league basketball. So I was at NBA summer league. Uh-huh. I got to see. Uh, Victor Wimbenyama. Wimbenyama. Uh, yeah, I just call him Wimby because that's a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I got to see his game, his his last game before they shut him down. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm here to say that I am a believer. Uh, I think the hype is valid, but we have to give him proper time to um to mature and get better, get size. Yeah, he still need to put on some weight. But as far as the the intangibles and the size is unreal, the touch, all, uh, everything you need to be a good basketball player, he has it. Yeah. Um, it's just except thirty pounds. Except thirty pounds, <laughs> and you know you worry about those guys who seven five because we always see that you know the, the knee problems. Problem. Yeah. From the George Mirasons to the Sean Bradleys, yeah, Manute Bowles, you know those guys, they get injured. Yeah, um, but hopefully, you know, with the new medicine we have and um, the the uh, all the different things we can we have to keep our body kept well, um, yeah. the million dollar whatever LeBron uses on his body, <laughs> but when we need to use that. Um, but I, I see it. I see the potential. 
Yeah, it's I just, just a lot to put on a 19 year old, don't you think? Like that much pressure? Uh, you know, we put it on LeBron. So I this mean, is true. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push the goalpost back. Um, because I do I do think he will be great. Um, so yeah, no, it's not enough. I mean, it's not too much pressure. Really? It's not too much pressure. I mean, it's not. Le- it's not. It's still not LeBron's pressure. Ah, LeBron did have a lot of pressure on him. I don't think it's. He had a lot of pressure. I mean, he came through it. You know, no scandals. You know, married his high school sweetheart. Doesn't have a bunch of kids running around. You know that. You know that he doesn't claim. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I, the closest thing to this, I think, is is Zion. That type of pressure, and I mean Zion in year four or five, and we still yeah, but he's not exactly the the brightest crown in the box. Oh, uh, he just <laughs> <laughs> he he made a couple mistakes, and he made a couple know, of mistakes, and he likes he likes to eat. He and, does like to eat, but you know I can't I can't blame no young man, bro. I'm making mistakes right now, and I like <laughs> to eat, dude. I don't you don't see me with a million dollar contract. Well, I, I was talking about no woman situation which we don't have to dive into Uh, that's just crazy i think it's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) i feel like the real sport is catching a an nba player and she is mvp right now so oh yeah she she done (laughs) she she done a job she definitely done a job Yeah, yeah um if that's you know that's her thing but you know all in all i'm saying that I think this is more of a zion hype not lebron hype it's just that he's a a unicorn figure, right? So, uh-huh. um, being his his height and his size, with him with not his really, touch, he's fast. He's, he's got he good has defense. yes, he he's pretty he, fast. He's got great vision, great vision, uh-huh. and and he doesn't really. He's not the traditional seven five guy. So when you see him play, he's a guard pretty much the whole game. And then, you know, when he wants to take over, he may go to the mid post, but you don't see anything of like the way he just posts up and then just turns around and puts it on the shelf. Not really. And I I think he needs more of that. Uh And I'm pretty sure Pop will do that for him, um, being his coach and all. But yeah, I think he paired up with the best possible coach he can. Perfect. Yeah, I still think he's a little light in the in the draws to be running around. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised by the time we see him again, though, that. Uh-huh. Put on ten pounds of muscle. Ten pounds. Ten yeah. pounds of croissants. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't do more than ten pounds of muscle each year though. <laughs> Mama OG said there are traditional seven five guys. How could there be? <laughs> <laughs> She's right. She's right. She's right. She's I right. mean, how many seven footers do you think are in the world? Maybe a thousand. Maybe. I don't, maybe. Maybe a thousand. Yeah. Like. Yeah, Mama OG is right. Yeah. I, I can name. I think he's like the almost fourth or fifth them. tallest player we've ever seen in the NBA. Though. Yeah, but I mean, almost all of anybody of that height is usually of like Nilotic descent or or Slavic descent, like Lithuanian, right? Or you know, someplace like that. But um, even Icelandics yeah. are are pretty tall. But um, to actually get up to the sevens. That's man, yeah, man. I didn't make it to the sixes. I didn't make, bro. You didn't make it to the fives. Uh, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> For those who don't know me, I am five foot three. Okay. Yeah. Muggsy Bowles made it to the league as a five foot three guard. Listen, I, I can't make fun of you, man. I I'm I'm three apples high, bro. Okay. Like 
I'm barely enough to have a conversation over. That's it. You see what I'm saying? So don't don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. But yeah, summer league. You you said that um besides Wimbayama, who else did you see? Um, I saw Imani Bates for the Cleveland Cavaliers, mm-hmm. and he was impressive as well. I mean, it's a lot of potential there. Yeah, but he's playing against people that are just a little bit better than college. You see what I'm saying? Still, what happens if, when he gets to the big show? That's the real question. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, the NBA is more competitive than ever, and it's like a lot of these guys. I mean, like, you had guys like – Jabari Smith for the Houston Rockets. He he he's a uh-huh. he's a NBA guy. Like he's uh-huh. he starts on his team. Yeah. And he played some league this year to get some work in. So <laughs> what we left? Uh uh Mama OG. She said even I made it to the fives. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, but um <laughs> yeah, I mean I can't. I blame my mom. She like four eleven. Oh, okay. um, oh yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, but uh man, it I saw Imani Bates. He looked good, uh-huh. but I was more um impressed with the Lakers guy, um Jalen Hood oh, Shafino. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's a six six guard, uh-huh. uh, but he got everybody involved. Yeah. And then when he needed to score, he could score. Um on top of he's a catch and shoot guy, which is what the Lakers need. So See, we need to, you know, as fans, we need to really support players like that. They get everyone involved, you know, because it's it it really is a team sport. It's not so and so wins; it's the Lakers win or you know Atlanta wins. It's it's that. It's not just one person. And when we start celebrating the stars too much, everybody else kind of gets left out. You know, what yeah. I, mean? I mean, don't get me wrong; we still have role players here and there. But I guess my point is ultimately. Is that when we have people like that, we need to celebrate them because they help solidify the team. They help uh, decentralize the offense. They help solidify the defense. Yes. And they're just all around good people. These are the kind of citizens we want our kids to grow up to be, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, and I'm a Laker fan, so I'm going to speak on the Lakers just yeah, a little I, bit. I'm, I'm just going to shut your mic off right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are diehard Laker fans. Um, but... Jalen and Max Christie, uh, um, those are guys for the Laker organization that I expect to take. Maybe not the Austin Reeves step because that's a big step. He was mm-hmm. really amazing um, his two years, but a step into being those good quality backups that we need going forward. Yeah, until we end this LeBron era in you know two to three years. I feel like Austin Reeves took a page out of Jeremy Lin. To where he got a chance and he knew that this was going to be the last moment he plays and he put it on the floor every night as much as he could and it just kept going for him for two years man well especially I, this last year well you know um for him it, it let him tell it i've watched a few podcasts where he t- uh-huh. he speaks on um speaks on this he wanted to be a laker from the start oh, okay so <clears throat> He was he had planned to be drafted in the second round by a few other teams, uh-huh. and um, he told him no. He said, "I want to get picked up," and he wanted to get picked up by the Lakers. So I guess he worked out with the Lakers, got picked up, then he made the squad. And Is now he from LA? I'm not sure. Okay, I'll look it up. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, uh-huh. But all in all, he is um, 
a heavy contributor to our success. And one thing for sure is he's still putting the work in because he's on Team USA this year. Yeah. Um, uh, is it, I think it's FIBA, right? He's it's from FIBA Arkansas. FIBA. And he went to Wichita State. Yes, I, yes, I knew that. I knew he went to Wichita, Wichita State. I just didn't know where he was from. I didn't know they had a, a school there in Wichita. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that, that school, that's a basketball school. Um, they make the tournament like every other year. It's like Gonzaga. They got to have somebody show up. Well, uh, they're not that good, but yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that is that is pretty crazy, man. I think I'm, I am kind of looking forward to this year because it's one of those years to where, he, well, last year was the year that somebody different actually won. It wasn't like the same couple teams. It was a smaller market team that actually won Denver. You yeah. ever heard of them, the Nuggets? Yeah, I don't like them. Oh, okay. No. Oh. Oh. So, so I should return that jersey I bought for <laughs> Yeah, burn it. Um, Watch your tongue. I like I like <laughs> those guys. Um, and if they didn't beat my Lakers, I would be perfectly fine with them. I'm sorry. I think I'm going to correct your speech. Mud stomp? Mud stomp? Well, or? every game was close. They didn't win a game over 10 points. <sighs> I don't know. How I know that close, bro. It's, it was a close sweep, is what I call it. Oh, bro! I look at the bright side of things, man. All, gotta, I, all I know is they limped away without their milk money. That's all I'm saying. I'm it's, just <laughs> <laughs> no milk money. <laughs> if I, I will be honest. I don't think there's a better player in the NBA right now than Nikola Jokic, um, and that's just. He makes the game easier for everybody. Um, he can get to where he needs to uh, um, easily, and it's it's not a big man in the game that can do what he does. It's just he's we've never yeah. we've never seen this before uh-huh. um, from a center. And I know we can talk about Magic and Brian, but they're not that big. I yeah, think he's he's close to seven foot. Yeah, he was like um, six ten, six eleven. Yeah. yeah. And the way um, Denver has surrounded him with the shooting and uh, guys that um, specialize in rebounding and, and just being tough guys like Aaron Gordon, um, it's the perfect compliment to him okay. because defensively he don't really want to do that, but Aaron will. Yeah, yeah. Um, He'll get dirty with him. Yeah. So, I mean, I know they're, they're probably front runners to win it again. But uh, um, I wouldn't say so to be honest with you. I would, I would, I would say it's Phoenix. Um, uh, yeah, right I'd now. say Phoenix is is kind of up there. But um, but you, you and I, we were talking about um, this is off air. We were talking about how um, I think it's more and more non American players that are starting to really show up and become stars in this league. Yeah. So let's let's crack out the list because we cracked out the list earlier. Um, okay. Let's see now. Um, we have Luka Doncic, uh, Nicole, uh, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, who's from Canada, Wimby, who's from um, France, Joel Embiid. Where's he from again? Um, he's not American. That's all. Yeah, no, yeah, no he's not. And then Giannis, I'll look it up. Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo. Yes, sir. He's from Greece. So I'm pretty sure Joel Embiid is from like France or someplace like that. Cameroon. Cameroon. See, I knew they spoke yep. French there. But um, 
yeah, it's just all these guys are taking over. What do you think it is? Oh, cleaner water. We have too much lead in our pipes. No, nah, I, I now the the U.S. guys are still there now, and it's not. I don't say I don't think the separation is as big as people think because you got guys um, who are coming like the John Morants. Um, you still Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Uh, oh, don't get me wrong, Trey Young. I still think they're. It's a mostly American league. My thing is, I feel like. Europe is taking warning shots over our heads and we don't completely know. I mean, because look at how young Luka Doncic was when he was playing with adults out in, out in Europe. You know, I think he played for Real Madrid and he was 16 years old, just kind of running the team. So he's playing with adults and then he's coming over here eventually trying to carry that same momentum into his career. But look at how early, like, because they have academies there, not just like colleges where our kids, right. they, they finish high school, they go to college. They start them young over there. So their whole system isn't based around college. It's a based around the sports clubs mm-hmm. that will pick up talent at pretty early ages. No, I, and I think he is one of one when it comes to that. Um, but you look at the other guys, they had to kind of, build it up. Luca came right in mm-hmm. and he's he's as special as they come. But mm-hmm. look at Embiid. Embiid was hurt two, three years before he even really got a yeah. good chance to play. And mm-hmm. Giannis, we all we all know his story of uh not really having the skill set to play initially and not the frame. He just had that athleticism. Just had that athleticism. Yeah. And once he got the frame, um you know, he stayed in the gym as well. Work okay. ethic. Yeah. And he got there. Jokic, it took Jokic, you know, three, four years before he got to this point where he is now. So um, those guys are – I think those guys are special. And I know it seems like these American guys um, are kind of being overshadowed because these guys are so good. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to say the last – no, no, no. Two of the last four rings uh-huh. were uh, from European guys. Yeah, so we got the Steph Curry ring, then you got a Giannis ring, and then you got Joker. One second, one second. We are, we have somebody at the door, um, and I'm new to the podcast, so I'm just keep talking as he instructed. Um, but all in all, I think America, um, we have the talent. We'll keep um, displaying the talent. It's just those big names have to um those big names we gotta we gotta get a guy in the top five outside of Brian, Katie, and Steph. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no question about it. And they're coming. I just don't know. I don't know who it is. I think um I think Trey Young and it may just be because, you know, he He's a smaller guy, and I, I always root for the smaller guys since Iverson and uh, Tim Hardaway and all those Muggsy guys. Bogues. Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues. Uh, another, another shout out to Muggsy. Earl Boykins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, but Trey has led the league in assists um, and led his team in scoring almost every year. Well, not not every year, but for the past two years. Here's the and thing, I don't though. think nobody's doing that, and he needs more recognition. Is it is it that hard when he doesn't pass the ball? 
He's I'm, average. I'm, I'm just going to leave all it at right, that. We're right. going to go to break. But right, I'm going to leave right, it at that. All right. This is the uh, Couch Potato Sports Report. This is Dex kind of taking over for Mike. Stay with us. We are going to go on a quick break, and we will be right back with a very special guest. Stay with us. If you're involved in a serious car, motorcycle, or truck wreck, call Cole Law at The Law Firm. That's 770-382-6000 here in downtown Cartersville. For 30 years, Cole has handled thousands of injury cases and will help anyone that's been injured due to carelessness. Remember, if you're involved in a wreck, do not talk to the other person's insurance company. Instead, Call Cole Law at 770-382-6000. It doesn't cost anything to call Cole, except a deserved settlement. Do you love your car, but hate the way it looks? Is it covered in dirt, dust, and grime? If so, then you need the best damn detailer of Cartersville, Georgia. We'll make your car look like new again, inside and out. We offer a wide range of detailing services to fit your needs, including exterior wash and wax, interior cleaning and detailing, engine cleaning and detailing, tire shine and ceramic coating. We only use the highest quality products and equipment and our team of experienced detailers will take the time to get your car looking its best. So what are you waiting for? Call the best damn detailer of Cartersville, Georgia today and get your car looking like new again. Call at 470-909-5799 to schedule an appointment today. Again, that's 470-909-5799. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. This is Dex kind of running the shop since Mike is out. The inmates are running the show. Um, yeah, so when uh, we last spoke, I told you I was going to introduce you to another guest. This is a gentleman I do another podcast with called Perception and Reality. This is my man, Jesse. Jesse, welcome to the show. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Good, good, good. Hey, uh, so since you're here and we had full range of the lineup today, you wanted to talk about that amazing fight against Spence and Crawford. I'd say it's the fight of the decade. Fight of the decade? Yes. it's uh, Right now it's at a time where it's like uh, the four kings, if you know anything about that. Uh-huh. And uh, these guys are the two top kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it reminds me of the Sugar Ray, Marvin Hagler. Um, which Marvin Hagler was a switch hitter, but, yeah, the, yeah. but the tides changed. You know, the switch hitter who won this one, but it's also a rare thing you see in two Southpaws fight. Uh uh-huh. so that that that's probably one of the most rarest things. Yeah, it was a good fight, bro. I mean, that's the thing about um this show in particular is we have kind of an older audience, so they'll know exactly what you're talking about as far as marvelous Marvin. Yeah, you know, going out there. War. He, they say he used to run, he used to run down the street and say war. So pretty much you had, okay, so you had, you had Earl Spence, who, uh-huh. who was the man, who had all the belts on his side, and then you had Terrence Crawford, okay? Yeah. And everybody's been talking about it for at least five years, so half a decade. They've been talking about this fight. 
Have they been talking about that long? Yes. Oh, wow. It's been a big deal, man. Uh, And and, uh, I I think really the gatekeeper is is part of the reason why this this fight happened. uh Because you had, um, I call him Sean Porter. Sean Porter. Is a gatekeeper. Sean Porter is a a great fighter. And he played, whoever he fights to me are the top guys. And he fought Earl Spence. And he fought Crawford. Crawford finished him. Earl Spence took it all the way to the end. Uh-huh. I think it was around the eleventh. He knocked him down and got lucky, got the win. But when you see those two fight, it was like, hey, well, they fought Sean Porter. It was still a close fight. Uh-huh. You got the two top guys. They got all the belts. They're in the same weight division. Uh-huh. So they fought one forty-seven. What's weight? Man, that was a good fight, man. Thanks for inviting me to your house for that. Well, they were saying Crawford was an underdog. Yeah, and I had been telling people, I was like, okay, you have Spence who fights one way. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's great at it. he's if you were to look at boxing he is like the definition of a great basic boxer yeah on yeah. the go forward hands up uh-huh. fight fight game work the body both them both them got body work but then you look at Terrence Crawford and you're looking at a guy who could switch it who can move his feet who can stay in the pocket and bang I mean he has he has all the skills he's a he's like the perfect fighter yeah yeah he definitely. really he really is the perfect fighter right uh-huh. now to me so. When you you had those two go against go against each other, and because I guess Earl has beat bigger names in the more recent time, everybody was going okay. Yeah, I think Earl got this fight. I think Earl got this fight. It, it was masterful. It was a masterful performance. It's like zero question about it. He barely broke a sweat. I thought it would be closer. It, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't close at all. It, nah, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. I I think so. This is what I really think happened. I think that Earl Spence is a better boxer. Uh. No way. No, no, I'm not no I'm not better than him, but he's oh. a better boxer than what he yeah, showed. What he okay, all right, fair enough. I think it, he got exposed on his defense mm-hmm. and um it was probably the greatest thing I've ever seen a person do. I I seen a boxer do where he literally took out it was a it was the prettiest jab I've ever seen. Yeah. He 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 destroyed Earl Spence's jab with Terrence Crawford throwing a just a beautiful, straight, hard, faster jab. He was way faster than Earl Spence. And Earl Spence couldn't move his feet. Mm-hmm. And Crawford could. But what happened is Spence got hit early. And when you watch both these fighters fight, Spence always wants to get back. So is Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford's more patient. Yeah. Spence is used to just always coming forward. So he always gets payback immediately. Uh-huh. And I think that's what Earl Spence was trying to do in the beginning. So instead of fighting his fight, he was fighting an emotional fight for him right. instead of a game plan fight. Yeah. And then he got down and then he just kept chasing. And by the time it was too late and he was just, he was going for broke. I mean, you got to give it to him. He, he, he brought the fight to, to Crawford, but Crawford just had an answer for everything. <laughs> yeah. So patient. I, I just didn't see that fight going that way, but I will, I hope that I, I heard they had a rematch clause. Uh-huh. I hope they do the rematch. I know he talked about doing it maybe in December or something like that. November, December uh-huh. in his, in his post fight. That's what Earl Spence oh, was this saying. This year? November, yeah. December? Uh-huh. That's what Earl Spence was saying. Nothing's definitive. Uh-huh. Cause you also got Terrence Crawford who's supposed to fight um, Jamal Charlo is uh-huh. the big talk, but Jamal Charlo's about to fight um, Camilla, Canelo, that- Canelo. No. That's kind of fast, don't you think? I don't. I don't want to see it that fast. Yeah, there's nothing he can do <laughs> <laughs> in that time span to beat Crawford. It's nothing. Okay, I think of the Adesanya fight. Um, we're like, okay, so we're about boxing. Yeah, think, yeah. I, I like to think of uh, or you know, let's keep it boxing. Let's think of the Sugar Ray Leonard versus Roberto Duran. 
Which I don't think it came back that soon, though. It might have been like a year. No, I, I had to be. Yeah, because, well, and, and this, is, this would be beautiful to see. See, so Roberto Duran, like, talked mad junk to a Sugar Ray Leonard and his wife. He, yeah. he just he destroyed him in talking. Like, he just, he, he, like, mentally got to him. And Roberto Duran was at his top. This is before he really started drinking. Well, he was partying and stuff, but he's still taking fight really serious. So when he fought Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray Leonard was fighting an emotional fight, but he also, like, he just got beat. He got beat up. Yeah, yeah. And it destroyed him even more because, like, he wanted to destroy him because it was personal. Uh, yeah. And then he lost. And, like, even Sugar Ray, he says it. He's like, I had to, like, find myself. It, like, it's like the Rocky Three, where he got beat <laughs> up by um, uh, Clubber Lang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and – I'm telling you, man, it was so he can't. So Sugar Ray fights him the second time, and that's where you get the Nomas. Yeah, but that wasn't Roberto Duran that fought him the first fight. That was partying, drinking. Roberto Duran not taking it as serious. Uh-huh. You know, it, he screwed up his greatness. Yeah, yeah. Because as a Mexican fighter, you can't give up. No, that, no, that's, no, that's no. the Mexican style. Like you fight to the to the, to the end. end. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, but I'm hoping that they do take the rematch. You guys might be right that. It might be too soon for this year, yeah. but I would love. I think Earl Spence could fight a better fight. I love them both the same, so yeah. I have my respect for them the same. I would love to see Spence win the second one because it make it interesting, uh-huh. and then see a third one with Terrence at the top. I can, I can already hear your wife being mad at you for spending the money on pay per view. I can already <laughs> hear that right now. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think um, Bud is going to lose anymore. I think Bud is going to put himself. In the class with Mayweather, and you know we'll have that hypothetical going forward. But um, not even I think you mentioned Charlo. Uh, I think Tank want to fight him at one forty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, True, Tank is a good fighter. He's not Bud. <laughs> He's small. Yeah, but but Tank is never. You can't never count him out because he got that that Tank power. Right. He got right, that firepower. Right, right, right. Hence the name. Yeah, yeah. But Tank's Tank's fight is Shakur Stevens. That's who you want to see with Tank? Yeah, because Shakur Stevens is owning his weight division. Nobody can beat him. Okay. Well, what only, is he fighting in? I forgot. Uh, I think he's a 140. Mm-hmm. They're around the same. One, one, one's like 140, 135-ish. They, uh-huh. They're they're so close, they can fight. Right. right. That's the fight. And I, um, both of them are undefeated. Uh, Shakur Stevens is a great defensive boxer, keeping distance, has really good footwork and defense. Mm-hmm. And tank is tank, tank yeah. got it all. But <laughs> yeah, tank do. Tank don't don't throw a lot of punches, and that's where Shakur could beat him in a point game. Uh, but you can't. I mean, it's a great <laughs> fight again. I love both <laughs> fighters just the same. That I can't like knock any of them. Of course, I like the shorter guy because I'm a short guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but I also like the underdog. For some reason, sure, I feel like Shakur Stevens is the underdog. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you this question: Outside of Crawford. Who should Earl Spence fight next? Who should Earl Spence fight next? Yes. Uh Ennis. Ennis Boots. Okay. Uh that's a that's a newer guy coming up. Um honestly, that's still a good Canelo fight. Uh yeah. but Canelo can't drop that low, to be honest. He won't never fight the Charlos because they're part of the same team. Yeah. They're like brothers. Um Yeah. I, it, it should I, be in a waffle house. You know who I re- well, the guy who's <laughs> okay, who I really want to see fight. Is um he fought he fought um he fought the gatekeeper as well Sean Porter it was uh he fought Pacquiao lost against Pacquiao I'm trying to think of his name uh, mm. 
No oh, man, Keith gotta... Thurman. Keith Thurman. That's okay. Thurman. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Keith Thurman. Yeah, yeah. which Keith Thurman's doing that exhibition with uh, supposedly against Clarissa. Okay, he gonna get beat up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like her a lot though, and I know she just signed to the MMA. So shout out to her for doing that. Oh, she she's an undisputed. She in multiple weight divisions. Of hers. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think it's, she's in two weight divisions as well. It's the truth. She. Um, She's the greatest fighter of the female division. Yeah. In boxing, like ever now. Yeah. Gotta give it to her. She actually was on a, a documentary on Netflix. Who is this again? Clarissa Shields, right? Shields, yep. Clarissa. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She was on the documentary and you watched her in that one. And she was, I think she was trying to go to the Olympics, something like that. That's mm-hmm. when that's when you first saw her. And she's she made it up. None of the other boxers on that documentary did, but she did. I can't remember what it was called, but I yeah. found out about it because she was calling Layla Ali out like two, three years ago. Yeah, and I mean Layla's well retired. She, she, she got that get name back in the ring again. She got that yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Clarissa was calling her out, trying to get her to fight, and she wouldn't do it. But you know, yeah, she's like, I'm retired. I I, I, I look. Good I don't still. think she lost a fight though during her during her time period. Did she fight anybody real though? I'm not sure how how big it was at that point for her. Uh, was boxing I mean? as good? Like uh, that, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Do you think boxing is better, or do you think? The, the guys back in the day were better boxers or you think it's just kind of the same? Ooh, that's a good question. That's man. a great question. Um, I think that matches were a lot more even back then. I think now it's just, there's they find one person to hype on and then everybody guns for the for the top guy. I think it was more aggressive back in the day. Um, it was more punches thrown. Um, but I think Floyd kind of unleashed a whole different niche on how to win and after that now you see the the guys like bud who can truly play defense majority of the fight and pick their spots and kill you um do i i much rather the the tyson holyfield lennox lewis era but i enjoy this area as well um especially i, I mean the heavyweights are a thing that i love um, Tyson Fury, I put him, he's elite to me. He's probably one of, in my top five as far as boxing goes. Um, but seeing what he's done, and I know Wilder is is not the best <laughs> technical fighter, but he was knocking everybody out. And those three fights were good. So um, He had the off button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had the off button. I mean, yeah. I, well, I mean, the, the, the history shows that heavyweights bring the most money for some reason for sure and bring some of the most fans so like that tyson fury versus uh deontay wilder fight i mean it was interesting though because you know wilder dang, dang near knocked him out he did yeah. <laughs> you know um but i mean the, the gypsy king is a better boxer he's yeah. a true boxer he's just a tough guy period you know not yeah. against deontay man like i love him and I, I i like i like guys who knock people out that, i mean that's that's some that's you know Mike Tyson. Uh, it's part Mike, of the sport, yeah. Grew up watching Mike Tyson. Yeah, you know, like, sure. Yeah, I love, and I grew up watching ESPN Classic, but Mike Tyson was the man when I was a kid. Watch, I still remember pay-per-views with my parents, you know. Everybody, you know, stay up all night to watch a 30-second fight. That's know? right. <laughs> but I would say that, um, yeah, I would say Tyson Fury's up there in the top. Um, and I, I, w- I would love to see Usyk and see what he could do in the mix. And I think Andy Ruiz deserves a little um, – Andy Ruiz is still a beast. If he's, yeah, for if sure. Andy Ruiz is focused, Andy Ruiz is a great boxer. He's just get a little short. Yeah, and he ain't got the Tyson in him. I mean, nah. I still think Tyson, Tyson with uh with Cust D'Amato before he died. Oh yeah, still the best heavyweight ever, hands down. Oh hands down. yeah, 
man, that that death affected him. Period. No question about it. No stops. Nothing. No. That that directly affected him tremendously. I mean, he just he was a different person after. Yeah. Well, he had the death, and then he had he met he married that woman, Robin, Robin Givens. Yeah. Yeah. Who like like started saying, "Hey, you don't need him. You don't need him." He was listening. She and got he ruined his, his team. And yeah. I mean, Tyson, focus Tyson, which cost a bottle. Best one of the best boxers ever. I agree. I agree. And uh, so I was. I watched pay per view at. I can't even remember. I may have been eight nine years old when he bit Holyfield's ear. Yeah, like, I watched that on live. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, golly, because that was the first time I ever got to really watch Tyson. Um, and of course, we we heard everything about him growing up, but I was like, this man, he ruined it for me. <laughs> it was a huge letdown. <laughs> he ruined it for me. But credit to uh, Holyfield, he was giving it to Tyson for for most of the fight. And Lord knows, by the time Lennox Lewis got his hands on Tyson, it was so. Do you think like when you look at all the sports, right? I almost want to say boxing may have like athletes that everybody respects around the world that will still have the most fame even when they're old old like yeah, you got michael jordan but everybody still remembers tyson yeah like jordan is famous but he's not ali famous you exactly. know what i mean exactly. like, and, <laughs> you know we love he's lebron right. but lebron ain't tyson famous yep. yeah like it's it's different it's different um and i think it's because it's a warrior sport, man. And, you know, from the beginning of time, we've always loved that. So about uh, about the guys that can do that type of stuff, you know what I mean? Put their body on the line um, month after month and, you know, go to war for, for our entertainment. I, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Now, another question. So <laughs> you say Mayweather, right? So you said, you said Mayweather, you know, he did start a new era. But I think Mayweather, and I love Mayweather as a boxer, one of the greatest boxers, respect him. You know, I used to say, well, who did he fight? He fought everyone and beat everyone at the top of, in his division. I mean, he, he cleared everybody out. So anybody who has questions, go look at his record again. He cleared everybody out. Yeah. I mean, it, plain and simple. But he, the O, the O, I think, is what took away the aggression in boxing. Him making the O such a big deal, the, the undefeated record such a big deal that i think it's it's still stemmed to boxing now and you've seen less aggressive fighters there's a reason why people respect pacquiao he was never undefeated but he fought the whole time that's right so it, you, i mean you i mean even the greatest boxer muhammad ali lost yeah mike tyson lost joe lewis lost uh, i mean you could think of a, a rocky marciano lost all, all these great boxers sugar Ray leonard Hagler, all them lost at some point and i think when mayweather had the oh it kind of changed boxing a little bit made it slower less aggressive like you were saying yeah, yeah I, I agree with that wholeheartedly and i mean you know that that's that's for him though he did it because he wanted to believe that he was the best fighter ever now to me from what i've seen on film nobody's better than muhammad ali i mean i don't he he i will give him this he had swag he had power speed he, he was great on the mic he had speed he he was very easy to root for I mean, just Ali everything like about six, him was four, right. Was he that tall? I didn't think he was that tall. He was about he, he, close. To yeah, that. yeah. Between was, that and six two or something like that. Yeah, I was gonna say six two, six three, maybe. But. Yeah, six three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't no small guy. Nah, but he nah. was super fast, and he had the hands to do it. 
he's my favorite as far as what I've seen. What what I want from a boxer yeah. in the in the heavyweight division, that's that's ideal for me. Well, let's let's leave that at that because I definitely want to come back to boxing on another episode. I I gotta address something that you weren't expecting and that I probably wasn't expecting, but the little league drama in our league. man this is one of the few times i wish i had a camera on this guy's face (laughs) i mean you want to bring it up or should i bring it up you 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 started (laughs) (laughs) all right so i've mentioned it before on the show juice box jack my middle son very natural athlete juice juice very good at what he does um he was a wanted man for the beginning of this league he had i think it was four different coaches that were gunning for him and um one of them was his very first coach that he was in t-ball with sebastian another one is one that he won championships with and actually came from a whole nother league with walt and then the last one um well another one was irrelevant but this last one the one that he eventually ended up going with was the one that he last played with, uh, coached by the name of Josh. All the coaches are good guys, hands down, zero question about it. All of them are winners, and all of them get a lot out of their kids, and they're not really yelling at the kids type coaches. Um, But uh, with Sebastian and Walt, they both had their pitchers. My son is left-handed, and he's not a great pitcher, but he wants to pitch. He basically just wants to be in the infield. He doesn't want to be in the outfield, but he's also one of the few kids that can track a ball when he catches. So it had been mentioned for a while that he was going to end up going with Josh. It's been said, you know, it's been questioned and it's been debated. And when the draft came up, he was chosen by another coach. And then I ended up, oh, well, before then, actually, I ended up promising that I'd be an assistant coach in order to make sure that he stayed with Josh. And you will not believe the conversation my wife ended up having with one of the other coaches' wives. <laughs> and that's where we are. That's mostly my side of it. Jesse, opinions. Um, I think uh, he had two different answers from his team. And I, I we heard your answer. Uh-huh. And so we knew that was a possibility. Uh-huh. But I think like the day before, mm-hmm. there was a different answer from the other person on the team. On and what other person? On, I mean, it's not like they're going to hear this. So. Yeah, uh, from, they, sh- from 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 Shell. Uh huh. And I, I, listen, I'm not. I'm just. This is hearsay for me. But always. Um, supposedly, she was saying he was still coming. We already knew. Me and me and Walt had already. We had. We we, we like we mentioned it when it happened. It was like uh-huh. he did say he may not go. He may go to another team. So we weren't surprised. Yeah. If it was your decision. No, like, it wasn't my decision. Okay. This has always been his decision. Cool. He wants to pitch. He yeah. well, Walt already has good pitchers. Zero yeah. question about it. He already yeah. has great pitchers. Same with same thing with Sebastian. He already has really good pitchers. Josh will give him a chance to pitch. He wants to go with Josh. Yeah. I, I don't think he's a great pitcher. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, it's I mean, it, it was like a draft, so I guess we went yeah. to go pick him and uh-huh. uh we got kicked back before he was picked. Yeah, yeah, and we got kickback saying, you know, I guess that he was already kind of given to you guys already, or, or yeah. committed to you guys. But uh-huh. it's it was a draft 
like we were doing our best to keep our team together. We even lost some of our team. Yeah. So like nobody was really picked until that night, but uh-huh. but people were picked. I noticed y'all didn't time. try and keep Cole. Well, I mean, hey, we would have kept him. Really? He was getting real serious on the field, so I definitely would have kept him. All right, hey. <laughs> All I'm saying is, but, like, but it, 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 the only problem was is that just his team, um, uh-huh. the communication from his. Well, this is what I from what, what I understand, the commu- communication from his team. Uh-huh. Uh, one, we 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 pretty much knew that he probably was going to go to another team, uh-huh. but the other the other person had communicated that he was still coming. So okay. what we did was we kept him on the roster. Be, out of respect for you know we like we love him number yeah. one we would love to keep him yeah but we kept him on the roster too because we would we heard from one of the people on his team that he was still gonna play for us yeah had we not we would have actually i don't maybe know. had a better opportunity to pick another good kid i don't know who told you you said my wife told you that not me okay she but, told somebody I, it's shell's story from the beginning has always been like whatever jack wants to do and jack he's has said from the beginning that he wants to be with josh We've talked about this since the end of the last season, so I I I, I apologize mean, that there was confusion, but I I think maybe there's more confusion in the sense of I think people are seeing it more as he's not loyal. I could be wrong. No, more is that it maybe it's y'all's decision, not his. Oh no! But but maybe maybe communicating that that it was the player's decision mm-hmm. like changed the game on what people see. Here's what I I've contended this entire time: he couldn't go wrong with any of those coaches. All of those coaches are great coaches. They get the most out of him and you know they help they've helped him grow in so many ways all three of them zero question about it um I, I i can't disparage any of them um but he made his decision and i'm not gonna fight about it so no the the, the problem wasn't his decision the problem was that we heard he was already gonna come to he was he, he was still wanting to come to us yeah so when we went to go pick we missed out on we possibly missed out on a really good pick from somebody else because we were holding it for him because uh, yeah. he's one of the other good players so yeah uh, that was the only issue i think him just wanting to go over there is not it's, it's no issue to anybody it was the communication uh, that he was still coming okay um but i mean it's all gonna work out it's so so it's not gonna get awkward in the handshake line <laughs> <laughs> well conversation had i mean conversation had have to be had i mean i can, uh-huh. I can talk to i could talk and um let him know yeah. What, what, what like the the point of view like i said was different from it was like it was his team's decision i don't yeah. think really people Maybe people didn't really take into account that it was his Jack's decision. Yeah, it, it's it's always been his decision. So. I mean, again, he's he's wanted to pitch, you know, and, but his biggest problem is he's left-handed. But I still think at this particular level, he could pull off shortstop. I just I don't know what's going to end up happening. So hey, it's like when Freddie Freeman left Atlanta. You know, I mean, maybe that if that was his <laughs> yeah. wife, if that was his wife's decision, you know, people, you know, you know, would be understand. But if it was his decision, they'd be mad. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's one of those situations. If it was Jack's decision, great. And I, I think it's Jack's decision based on what you're saying. I trust what you're saying. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think I just think um, the only problem was the communication. We didn't uh-huh. mind like well, I'm saying we because our team. We yeah. we didn't mind that he was going somewhere else. Uh-huh. I mean, he got to go where his opportunity wants to be. Yeah. There's a communication that he was going to come to us where we where we saved the pick for him. I didn't. I I don't know how that got miscommunicated. Uh, I apologize that it supposedly did. the day before a person uh-huh. from his team told. Wait a minute. Who said that? Oh, wait, all right, we're not going to put yeah. him on blast. Yeah. <laughs> the point is, though, is um, again, all the coaches are great coaches, hands down, no question about it. Sebastian is easily one of my favorites. I love being with Walt. He, I love what he does with the kids. I also like the results that um, that Josh got out of Jack. You know, Jack enjoys that team a lot. Uh, he was, it was kind of funny with that whole situation because he was, um, it was an all-star team 
And originally the head coach, this guy Schaefer didn't want him on the team. I'm like, oh, okay. You don't want him to like practice with you guys. You don't want to try out anything. He's like, nope. And then after a few weeks, Sean was like, yo, you need to bring this kid in. And when he came in, he took over and that was it. I mean, I place you have, you have the greats that, that had many coaches. And mm-hmm. you had some of the greats that stuck with one coach. So it's it's all to what the fighter wants or the <laughs> and this and the, what the baseball player wants. Yeah, That's yeah. right. So um do we need to sign Jack to an NIL next year to make sure that he gets I, I'm to where that. he wants to go? I already got that worked out. So Okay, yeah. all, right. <laughs> all right. We I just want to say this. We do plan on hitting all his balls. <laughs> all I hope you guys lose and just watch us in the playoffs and feel bad. <laughs> and he will not let him steal any bases. Bro, we've we've already kind of planned for that. Actually, we'll give him okay. We'll give him first and second, but he ain't getting third. Oh, he's gonna take third, dude. He's actually got the fastest since last year. Don't worry, we'll put the heat on him. We'll just give him Walter so he can't hit nothing. All right, hey Walter is dude. Walter Junior. Quattro is is probably the best pitcher in that league. Either him or Braylon, and he's got he's got both of them. Like hands down, those are the two best pitchers. So, I mean, I don't know. My money is on Walt winning, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to cheer on my son, though. You know, I, I'm still going to cheer him on when y'all play other people when we're against yeah. each other. I'll be like, hit everything, strike them out. And don't let them steal any bases. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's, on the, if he's on the right field, hit left field because he'll catch everything. Yeah, this is true. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we are going to go do a really quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about. Hey, quick question. Quick, yeah. quick, are we going to play my ad? I mean, I'm on, I'm on the podcast. You're not going to play the ads. I wasn't, but yeah, I guess okay, now. All right, yeah. All right, stay with us. <laughs> We're going to talk about Women's World Cup. We'll be back in a second. If you're involved in a serious car, motorcycle, or truck wreck, call Cole Law at The Law Firm at 770-382-6000 here in downtown Cartersville. For 30 years, Cole has handled thousands of injury cases and will help anyone that's been injured due to carelessness. Remember, if you're involved in a wreck, do not talk to the other person's insurance company. Instead, Call Cole Law at 770-382-6000. It doesn't cost anything to call Cole, except a deserved settlement. Why would you hold on to a stale old auto policy when you have a fresh new car? New ride, new you, new plan, right? The LeVette Group will assess the new you for a tailored policy that meets all your requirements. So why not update your auto needs with a personalized plan from the LeVette Group? Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the LeVette Group, and you can reach me at 678 777 
Hey, thanks for staying with us. This is producer Dex with my very special guests, Jesse and Todd. Yes, sir. <laughs> Good mic handling there, sir. Good mic handling. Um, so yeah, seeing as that we uh cleared the air on um I guess on the high school drama. <laughs> Nine-year-old drama. <laughs> Elementary drama. <laughs> I guess nobody's going to be met behind the school after three o'clock. So <laughs> I guess there's that. Um, yeah. Women's World Cup. Have you guys been keeping up with it? Nope. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Okay. Okay. Um, but, but women are the best to watch. They are saga wise. Actually, yes. this, this World Cup has been really good. It's been incredibly close. Um, one of the teams that a lot of people slept on, Japan, they actually lost finally to Sweden, who just beat them tactically. Um, they beat them two to one, so they're out. Um, England will be facing Colombia on Tuesday. They're the favorites to win, but okay. Uh, Colombia has this one player, Linda Casado, who is she's something special. She's really young and she's quite the fighter on the field. Great offense. Um, then you have Australia versus France. Sam Kerr from Australia. She's 33, so this should be her last World Cup. Uh-huh. But she's also facing against a. Uh, six foot two um wendy renard um who's leading one of the best back lines in um in soccer also france has a great offense too yeah <laughs> in la summer <laughs> so it's it's gonna be hard but it's also one of it's also gonna be her uh last uh world cup so i mean we'll see i think it's been really exciting it's been a good delivery it is kind of funny that america's out of it so of course, they know yeah, we can't win it all. We can't. Nah. Win it all. <laughs> That's what I said. I feel like the world is caught up to us, you know, not just in basketball, like we were talking about earlier, but I think yeah, in women's soccer. Like hey, who's out? And who's well, in? well, if basketball, <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know. If, if, like if we just let anybody play in any, any uh, league, they might get better automatically. I, hey, I'm a long enough timeline. I'm a long enough timeline. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I just wanted to drop that, you know, a little love for the ladies. But um, you said who's the favorite? Is it Colombia? It's but on that or game, England. actually, for that game, it's England. England. Okay. Um, and between Australia and France, I think it's France, but uh, Spain also won theirs. So they're looking to face one of these other teams. I forget, but I wanted to segue into Skip Bayless's new partner. Have you guys heard about this? Yes, Richard Sherman. Yes. The Stanford-educated Richard Sherman, one of the best shutdown corners of all time. Let's not overdo it, okay? Well, hey, no, he's is, he is, he is definitely that. He's definitely he, that. He's they, not really. They ran a zone, man. <laughs> I mean, and he was in the zone. <laughs> I could see if he was prime and going, man. They don't throw the ball to your side of the field, but did the man do his job? He did his job. Did I, the man do his he job? He did have a great peak. I okay. give him that. Right, right, hold on, okay, hold on. Yeah. Who, who's your favorite team? <laughs> Explains it. <laughs> That's fan until I die. Born in New Hampshire. Oh man, I can't believe you say that. That's out. easy to do. You know, I was a fan. Of Drew Bledsoe oh, okay. when they lost against Green Bay, so I don't like Green Bay. And even Tom Brady's not there. Who is Tom Brady again? Exactly. I like the silence. I've Nobody never, knows. I've never, I've never heard that. Does Nobody he knows who shirts? Tom Brady is anymore because he doesn't matter. He's is, no longer plays for the Patriots. Well, Mac Jones is not going to get the job done. Well, I. You might be right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they need a good running back. And they, I mean, they have a decent one, but they need like a nasty running back. Again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, 
might be time to move away from the Belichick era, but I'm not going to take away Facts. from your segment. No, no, no. Okay, Skip Bayless well, with Richard Sherman. I think Richard Sherman, and when I've listened to him any other time, is good. And and I would say that he's going to be ready for the facts to bring out the facts on Skip. Bingo. But, and, that's, and that's the main thing is that um, the arguments are going to be uh, probably a little bit more intense than him and Shannon. You know what I mean? I think and it's going to be more intellectual than him and Shannon. I agree with that too. Come on, I agree with Skip. That too. Come on, like, Skip. I feel like Skip is bringing bubble gum to a gunfight. And what? I love Skip, man. Skip's a moron. I love him, man. This dude is so disparaging of black athletes and this dog whistle coded mm-hmm. bullshit, and he gets shut down. And it's it's so funny that how disparaging he is about them, because what was his sport? Football. No, Skip Bayless's sport was running. No, oh. he was a marathoner. He wasn't oh, even. The, whoa, whoa, whoa. Shannon, he, I'm thinking Shannon. He, yeah, yeah. No, no, he wasn't even. The, he wasn't even the best marathoner. <laughs> your sport is running away from something man like really come on bro like i don't know man i think i think i mean skip was there to just like stir the pot i mean yeah he was there to stir the pot he's there to stir the pot he's a guy who like was an athlete but not like an athlete who was not really like in any sport that people really watch and then he he would he would finish running go home watch sports watch espn and then come in there and just like poke the bear that's it. And I mean, to me, that's not good TV, but no, nah, I don't um, think it is either. I want to see some intellectuality. Yeah, I like I, I need research. I don't want to hear why that's you just talented. hate LeBron because yeah. he had once one hiccup in 2011. Nah. You know what I mean? It's just you can't people grow and you should grow as well over time. And I feel like Skip has kind of um, honed in on what he does and mm-hmm. he's not going to move away from it. I feel like a Max Kellerman and a, a Richard Sherman would be way more interesting. I, I think Sh- I think Shannon Sherman is going to be good. Uh, I mean, Shannon's going to be good no matter what he does. I mean, what do you get from uh, Disney? $100 million or something like that? Oh, the, Shannon has solidified he's going to ESPN? Uh, he's going in as a contributor because I guess he has like the rest of his contract still. But he's he's gonna be a contributor in so many ways. But he has his own show. So he, he said a hundred million. Yeah, something like that. Uh, let me double so check. No, so I so put out bad. Skip, info. Is Skip, Skip is getting Sherman. Skip is getting Sherman. Okay, okay. Shannon is going to ESPN. Okay, for I, I was for some, I, I'm yeah. sorry, guys. I literally was thinking of it like Shannon and Sherman. I was gonna oh, say no, this no, might no. be a really good show. Now, yeah, yeah. Now Sherman Sherman's gonna be. Sherman's gonna same thing. I mean, Shannon got got Skip, and Sherman's gonna get Skip again. But it, yeah, he's gonna be more intellectual for sure. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it is a hundred million dollar contract. I think he made that with Fanduel. Wow. Or... Shannon getting the bag. I'm going to. Yeah. yeah. Man, man, that's it's like that a Joe is... Rogan uh, a Spotify deal right there, dude. That is a lot of avocado toast. <laughs> All I'm saying that I'm yeah. never cooking because yeah. I have a I have a chef at that point. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. so do That's you, right. and so do you. <laughs> Your chef will have a chef. <laughs> like I want to come over and have breakfast. Uh, my chef's cooking. Yeah, hundred million. Well, Mama OG, constant fan of the show. Uh, she was saying that her daughter-in-law is a huge Patriots fan. She grew up in Maine, so I bet she's all set. Uh, but once Brady left us Patriots, uh, she was done. Oh, she was done with him. That is. The oh, so she followed that. Brady instead of the Patriots. No, no, which no, is no. fair. She, no, she followed the Patriots instead of Brady. 
Oh, oh she was done with Brady yeah. after. Ah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Okay, I wouldn't. That's not smart. And speaking of him, you know he um he's supposed to get like some sort of contract with uh with Fox Sports. He's gonna make more off of that than he ever did football. For sure. Listen, I don't. Uh, I would say one thing about Tom Brady. Tom Brady was never really truly in it for the money. He was in it for the to be great. This is true. I will and, give him that. And he solidified it when he left and and won it with Tampa Bay. This is true. I will give him that. He's, he's one of the greatest QBs ever played the game. One, he is. I mean, no. yeah, he's the goat. Mahomes is coming, but he's the, he's the goat for. Now. I don't know if Mahomes will get that status, bro. So I would say, this, if you want to get a well-rounded player, Tom Brady's not it. But mm. but because of all the Super Bowl rings, he's you cannot good. deny he's. It's yeah. like it's like Mayweather. You yeah, cannot yeah. deny he's the greatest QB. That's right. There's zero question about but, that. I can't. I the, don't like the, the most guy, talented uh, of Michael Vick. You would say Vic? Well, but we can't say with arm. Mahomes is up there. Uh, I mean, most talented, speed, just all around athleticism. Yes, you can say Vic. Yeah, but I think Mahomes is the most talented by far because he played. I like watching Mahomes because he plays like you're playing in the backyard. That's right. He'll he'll swap a hand and shovel pass just to make a play happen. Yeah, he he doesn't think just like any regular QB. He thinks outside the box. He uses every ability he has possible. Favre was like that. Favre was a gunslinger. He just had great great receivers. This is true. He did have great receivers. He had a great arm too, but I think he was, I think if, you know, with the racial aspect, you know, basically he and Vic did, you know, for the most part, all the same things. They would, they would run when they felt like it. They would throw when they felt like it. And if you check the coverage on them, the coverage on them was completely different. I will give Favre though. He definitely did win Super Bowl. So, you know, he won one. Speaking of those two. Okay. He won one. Uh Uh-huh. That, 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 that just far, brings man. me into the whole point of think about what Michael Vick did illegal and think about what Favre did illegal. Come Michael on. Vick had got for fighting dogs. Everybody Perfect. knew that was happening in the hood. It's yeah. like fighting chickens. Sorry. It's messed up. Don't get me wrong. I'm not no, saying no, what he is, did is, is right. It, it, I'm not saying what he did is right, but they ruined that man's life. Right. Yes. And Favre, Tried to win Favre stole money from, from, from like, like stole money from community people in the community. Yeah, and he's he. What is he? What is he? He's he, still from the poorest people in the he's poorest. Still, he's state. still walking around. Yeah, Michael Vick got what? How many years with it? Yeah, Two. I got. I got to bring up something. Uh, Smoke said uh, he says Brady is the greatest QB to ever to be ever found guilty of cheating. And with that, <laughs> I am definitely going to laminate that one because he's right. That's right. <laughs> Prove it, bro. It's already been hey, proven. Hey, he's hey, done it. Hey. You, you ain't will... trying if you're cheating. <laughs> you ain't cheating if you're trying. <laughs> That's fair. He has an asterisk. That's all I'm saying. He has an asterisk. How many? Uh, all I gotta say is how many Super Bowl rings does he have? You can say whatever. How many? How, a, many, how many asterisks does he how have? How many now? Super Bowl rings does he have? All I'm saying is he got caught. That man was so great that yes, he cheated so well that they even made Brady rule on him. They they made a whole rule for him, Jeez, the dude. Brady rule. Jeez, man, that's my boy. Yo. I don't care. Pat, we die, baby. <sighs> Well, nah, I, I, I love Tom part. Brady. I love Tom Brady. I, lo- uh, I love how much he loved the game. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's something for, like, young kids to look at. Like, look at look at how dedicated this man was. He lost his family for football. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Not saying that's the route to go, but I'm just saying that if you love something, that's you need to take that route. You need to be that competitive. You need to work that hard. And you got it right here like you right. read about tom brady and that's the ideal guy for you i do want to circle around to the argument about brett Favre and how he's walking around i mean 
basically scot-free right now and i don't think do you think anything is actually going to happen to him or he's just going to give the money back and then that's it or what yeah i mean he knows i feel like he knows the right people and the people who are in the mix of it uh, uh, i don't know man i honestly it's been so swept under the rug at this point mm-hmm. versus when michael vick fought dogs and he, that's did, what I, that's and, and oh they didn't even catch him fighting dogs they really just well, i don't think they call him fight him fighting his own dogs in the, in it the wasn't, midst of it he it just was, owned the property exactly. where it happened yeah the crimes are too different, and Favre's is way worse, you know. And I love Brett Favre. Don't get uh-huh. it twisted, you know. Like I said, he is one of the greats. Either way, but Vic did his time for the crime, though. They made an example out of him. I mean, but, but either way, he but, did the time. He did the time. Is all I'm saying. You know how I feel about that. You yeah, know, they yeah. do look different. Yeah, especially in Mississippi. So when people yeah. say that stuff's still gone, yeah, just look at the Montgomery fight, bro. Don't <laughs> <laughs> speak of boxing. <laughs> Everybody so, got jokes about that too. So they said um, the Mississippi Supreme Court refuses to dismiss dismiss um, Brett Favre's welfare suit. So I guess we'll see what happens. Man, um, it, it but, should be a federal case. It's racketeering. Actually, yeah, yeah, it's bribery, actually, racketeering. It, it involves politicians. It should no. It should it should go to the highest, bro. But we I all agree. know we all know this isn't just on him. It's not just on and him, but the other people are being why. answered for it, though. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. All right. See, the other people are actually answering for it. I, He's, I don't know. I haven't heard anything coming from him yet. So, so. you're saying that Favre is going to get off because of I, the other people? I'm thinking so far, it doesn't look likely anything's going to happen to him other than okay. he's going to get a little mud on his name. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I am biased, though. I mean, I like, I like Favre as a QB. So I don't know. Hey, I stopped liking him as a person a while ago. <laughs> so well, he stopped being a QB and start being a person. And that's what I have to know him from. And I don't like that person. Except for the guy who doesn't like Elon Musk. Once I, I don't like, oh, <laughs> dude, that's a whole nother episode. But yes, I, I do not like Elon Musk. Once I once I found out what those Wrangler um, commercials were really about, <laughs> I knew that Brett Favre was not the quarterback for me. Bruh, what so. commercials? The Wrangler, the Wrangler commercials. A bunch of Wrangler commercials. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Give him the backstory. No, I mean, I just learned at a, at an early age that that wasn't for uh black people. So I was like, Oh, Wrangler jeans. Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't even know that. <laughs> but either way, it's, it's I, I'm I'm gonna take him by his actions, and I don't like his actions. So. Well, yeah. There so, you go. Yeah, it is what it is. Um. Yeah, I guess we had a ton of. We made an hour, but you guys got anything you guys want to talk about right now? Um, I just want to shout out Dwayne Wade. Oh yeah, Dirt and Whiskey. Um, Palgasol. Tony Parker. Yep, Tony Parker and Becky and Hammond. Becky Hammond for being the 2023 NBA Hall uh, of Fame favorites. inductees. Yep, yep. Um, all great players. Um, I I would say that Dirt and Whiskey probably earned. The one of the hardest championships in NBA history, going through like Kobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say he had to go through the young OKC and then going to beat LeBron and D Wade in Miami. Yeah. Um, but I say that to say that Dwayne Wade had one of the best performances in the NBA Finals we we ever seen. Yeah. Um, the um, not the first year, but I want to say it was the second year when they won the ring with Shaq. Yeah. Um, and he averaged over 30, I want to say, yeah, like four or five assists a game. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I want to say his rebounds were right there as well. Um, See, I want to throw it back to one of our previous conversations about Europeans 
or basically non-Americans. Because out of that list, let's go over that list. Dwayne Wade, American. Pal Gasol, Spanish. Dirk Nowitzki, German. Tony Parker, French. Becky Hammond, Russian-American. American dream, baby. American dream. But still, like, is this, are these warning shots from the rest of the world that we need to step up our game? LeBron is still the best man in the league. LeBron is, but he's he's gonna be in the league maybe one or two more years, bro. Like, Steph Curry, we don't we don't we don't know that what, LeBron is in great yeah, shape. Yeah, Steph Curry, Trey Young. I mean, look at uh, what Mo, uh, what's his name, Mo something. Mo. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. I, I think, okay. I, I, you might have threw me off with the Mo. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I might be I might be quoting his name wrong. I mean, but, don't get me wrong. At least but, there's a lot of great American players. My, what I'm saying is. You're starting to see more and more people from other countries that are kind of showing up and doing quite well. I think that's perfectly fine. But you look at Pal Gasol, who's on that list. Mm-hmm. He probably doesn't make the Hall of Fame if he doesn't team up with Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? I I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. He was a good player, dude. He was a good player in Memphis. He was solid. He was um, solid. I'm sorry, I met Ja. Ja, ja, Morant. ja Morant. Oh, Ja. Oh, Morant. Ja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. good. If he stays off of Instagram, he's good. All right, leave him alone. Okay. I did. Yeah. Oh, even Smoke says it. Uh, Jokic, Embiid, uh, Giannis. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Though all those guys are great. All those guys are great. Yeah, but again, that that feeds into my point. Like, if are Americans slacking? I mean, how many players because of AAU? How many players really aren't playing defense because offense is so celebrated? No, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's some guys that play D. Um, I think that American players mm-hmm. have to figure out what regime works for them. So if it's hold up, name an American player that plays D. Um, plays or played D because we plays D. Currently, Kawhi Leonard. Steph Curry. Steph Curry still plays really good D. I'll give you Clay, Kawhi Clay Thompson. Draymond Green still okay. plays great defense. Draymond Green Jan plays with Jackson, heads. Jaron Jackson Jr. just won defensive player of the year. He's all right, all right. I'll, I'll give you those. I'll give you yeah. those. What I'm saying is, like, outside of Draymond, who's, like, strictly known for that? Because Draymond is just trying to be the game is Rodman light. Well, the game is moving away from that. I mean, so, it should Unfortunately, yeah, I, I believe it shouldn't either. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a space and pace game. It is so. Um, I can't even it, say his name. Anti Anti Cup Uh Giannis. Yeah, Giannis. Yeah, yeah Giannis who, uh, still playing. Marcus Smart. Anthony. But Davis. again, Giannis is from Greece. Yeah, Marcus Smart though. That's a good. Marcus one. Smart is a good he, one. Yeah. yeah. Anthony he, um, Davis. Who? Anthony Davis. Want unibrow? Come on. <laughs> I mean, if he's healthy, yeah, sure. All right, all right. He, he, <laughs> he only played like 26 games last year, didn't he? Yeah, come on, man. Bro, I played more playoffs. NBA games than he did. Come on. He played the whole playoffs. Paul so George. He probably played 50 games. He showed up for the playoffs, bro. He was on vacation until then. <laughs> Paul George. Okay, since we're Paul talking. George plays okay. great defense, by the he way. He does. And I can't. Steph Curry still plays good defense, too. Every now and then, on the ground, not up in the high. Yeah, yeah, high. on the ground. On the he's ground. a little dude. I give it to you he, on the ground. He steals the ball. Anything dribbles. over six feet, yeah, it's not. Him, I mean, that's yeah. at some point, there's a size difference. This is very true. He's a great shooter, though. Yeah, okay, those European guys don't just play great D, though. I'm saying, like, you even mentioned earlier in the in, in the uh, in the pod that um, that uh, Nikola Jokic 
has all the tools. Yes, I didn't say <clears throat> defensively. I said offensively <clears throat> because the the guys that they place around him <clears throat> complement him on defense. This is true because he's his his feet are too slow, and I, he's close to seven foot, but he's not he's not an official seven footer. He moves. He might be well like six ten, six eleven. He moves incredibly well for somebody that's six yeah. ten, six eleven. <laughs> but I mean, Anthony Davis moved way better. I mean. Anthony Davis is a little lighter in the ass than it is. I know that's what I'm saying, but yeah. he he moves better. So and and most guys are built like AD. They're not built like Jokic. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is most true. of the young guys that they, they're, they're built more like for Anthony. They're, they're built yeah. for agility. You, Anthony Davis. Do you think the current basketball players are better than the old school guys? I do. I... LeBron or Jordan? LeBron. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Hell out of here, man, bro. Look, yeah. Jordan. Yeah. What, the, uh, what Jordan has. Performed the best in playoffs, better than any of your other players out there. Zero question about and it. And he played when you actually got fouled by the Pistons. Zero question. When they were about actually it. getting beat up on the court. Yes. And the other greatest player outside of that. Well, and there's there's a lot more, but Larry Bird by oh, far. Bird my God, I'm good. finna get off this pod. <laughs> Larry, Larry Bird, Bird talked good, more though. junk and and backed it up. Even Jordan so was a little scared of him. Larry Bird is better than Kobe. No. Yes, absolutely. No. Not. Kobe's Absolutely dead. not. Absolutely if, not. If, if, nah. if you're talking that, don't drive, okay? <laughs> don't drive. No, no. Yeah, actually, I okay, I take it back. Okay, so we, Kobe, we Kobe, got good coffee. We got good coffee in there. If you yeah, need it. No, Kobe was great. <laughs> Kobe was great, right? Uh-huh. But I still, I mean, you can never take it away from Kobe. Kobe actually kind of got overshadowed, you know, like got less slack because of like Jordan and stuff, right? But because I, I feel I like I feel like people slack. nah I would I, I feel like people talk about Kobe but they didn't talk about Kobe like some like like they ever talked about Jordan or LeBron Kobe well I'll tell you this I, I'll say this about Kobe Kobe probably is fundamentally skill wise the best player we ever seen mm-hmm. because he is the mix of both generations so he took what Jordan had mm-hmm. and he made it his own damn near perfected it. Yeah, and then you go to the next era where you have things like the Euro step and all these all these different moves that came about um, later in the two thousands, and he perfected those as well. So skill wise, I don't think it's an NBA player that was really better than Kobe Bryant. Michael Jordan had more accolades; he was more famous. Um, but Michael Jordan didn't hit 81 points in the game. And I and I would not be the one to come on somebody's podcast and say that Kobe Bryant is better than Michael Jordan. I would not. But in my heart, do I feel like um in my heart do I feel like Kobe Bryant is right there? Like it's it's like it's not a it's not a gap. It's not a real big gap. Yeah. I would I would definitely do that. And I mean it's not a real huge gap between uh Jordan and Kobe at all. Yeah. At I, all. Um I think I think Kobe had this basketball intelligence, especially when you hear about him in interviews. He just he just had he had it. I think he would have been an amazing coach. I really yeah, do. I agree. I think Kobe, the only thing that hurt him a little bit is he was a little more of a ball hog. Well, yeah. I, I can't well, say more than Jordan. Can't say more than Jordan, but he was a little more ball hog than a lot, a lot, a lot of some some other guys. Well, I don't think Larry Bird did it like ball hog like he did. Shooters, I, I think, I think, I think Shaq hurt him as far as yes. him being ever being better than Jordan because you always can say that he had the most dominant presence in the NBA. Yeah. All right, but we gotta con context matters, right? Man, I want to know what y'all think. Who who was the best NBA player? Was it? 
I mean, because I, you know, because we on chat, I want to, I want to know who was the best NBA player. Period. LeBron, like the, the where the conversation stops. Do we want to get? Do we want to give them like a top five or ten to nah, choose man, from? Because there's so many. Whoever greats. they choose, if somebody okay. wants to choose, I, can I give it to you after I give you this thought? Yeah, by all means. About sir. Kobe, real quick. This last thought about Kobe. Uh-huh. Um, the conversation with Jordan and Kobe, um, even like Kobe and LeBron, it stops because Kobe has Shaq. And they like, okay, he had the most dominant player ever. And then you move on to Kobe later years where he was kind of – he was averaging 30, but the team, he, the wasn't. team wasn't good enough. Yeah. And then once he got Powell and Lamar Odom and those guys, uh-huh. he went on to win two more chips. But he couldn't beat Boston that first year yeah. to get six to beat Jordan. Yeah. We have, if he beat Boston that first year, we having a completely different, different conversation because yeah. he's – he has Jordan in, in, in points. Mm-hmm. I want to say he had them in assists. Yeah. And it, Michael Jordan quit basketball multiple times. So, you know, I don't I don't feel like no type of sympathy for him um, because Kobe and LeBron, those guys love the game. All right. They weren't chasing nothing else but to be better than Michael Jordan. Well, see, then that gets into the, the role player conversation because we can talk about how good these guys are individually. But now we have to talk about the role players around them. Oh, yeah, because Mike, because Michael Jordan had Scottie Pippen and uh, Dennis Robin. Yeah. And uh, a host of other guys. Yeah. yeah. Like, he he, had, he always had the best team yeah. in the league when he won those six championships. This is true. He had the best team. You in can't Le- say that about LeBron. You can't say that about Kobe. They yeah. didn't always have the best team in the league from day one <laughs> to the last day of the finals. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. LeBron's great. I'm just biased with Jordan because I grew up watching him. I grew up watching Jordan, too, but I was a Starks fan, so I'm going to still hate on him. So was I, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, loved the, I loved the Knicks back in the day. Yeah. Oh, me, too. I kept rooting yeah. for him, man. Yeah. But, oh, God damn. Uh, they can never pull it yeah, off. Patrick dude. Ewing. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude. Like, so sad. Oh, my God. Almost there every time. Now I got to cry. <laughs> Oakley. <laughs> yeah, Oak. I yeah. love Oak. Yeah. So, so who's your favorite? Who's your number one? Uh... I am torn, honestly, between Kobe and LeBron because Kobe, I feel like there was a lot of untapped potential, and I feel like he he would have been a better coach than he ever was a player, and he was still an amazing player. I think LeBron is one of the most genetically gifted as well as hardworking. Like He's maximizing his potential as much as he can. He tries to put good people around him. He tries to lead his team and bring them up. He just doesn't always have good people around him. And so you, he ends up having to take over. He ends up having to do that. What you got, Jay? Okay, so I'm probably going to shock the chat on this one a little bit. Oh, I've already brought him up. But I actually like went back and started watching the ESPN Classics and YouTube and the heck out of you know, basketball players and ball players talking about ball players. If, you, if you, anybody ball. out there can smell what he's saying, all right, I know <laughs> it's about to be some bull. No, this is, this is actually true. All right. And by far... Larry Bird, oh best God. best player ever. He talked more junk than anybody and always backed it up. They feared him. Zero question about it. He did. They did talk junk. When you look at a well-rounded player, he could pass, uh, uh, shoot. It. He couldn't dribble. but He didn't have to. Exactly. <laughs> but he backed up every – I mean, he literally backed up everything he said. Only a person did that, that – well, uh, there's other people, but I remember hearing a lot of stories about Kobe doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that, that's like the next kind of comparison. I mean, Jordan, too, talked a lot of junk. Kobe really took a personal, just like Larry Bird did. They had that same characteristic a lot more. Mm-hmm. Jordan did too, but I think Kobe and 
Larry Bird on the level. All right, so I'm gonna say Bird, man. I'm, I'm just gonna go, but okay. right now, LeBron James. Jeez, Come on. All Steph, right. Steph well, well, my, my, no, I can't say Steph. I can't. I just like three point <laughs> shooters. They're short, man. <laughs> it's LeBron for me. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, we talking twenty years of greatness and no decline. Honestly. This is true. Yeah. I, I you pick a you pick a guy that even Jordan declined once he came back with the Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Larry Bird didn't even play fifteen years, I believe, nah. before his back got in the way. Yeah. Um, Magic, you know, HIV derived his greatness. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. This is true, yeah. Um, but 20 consistent years of 25, of, 7, of 7. Being a threat the entire time he's there. The the, the main threat, though. Yes, yeah, yeah, the main yeah. threat. Um, when and, you compare them, though, he's built different, though, than, than uh, like, say, Jordan. He's big. Winners oh, are yeah, he's different. huge. He, Winners are built different. He, he was built to be a perfect player. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> that's lab, why he's outside probably of the Microsoft. <laughs> but on, on top of that is, you know, we always hear about LeBron makes his players better. He does, but he also can take over a game. True. Um, but with that, he's he knows how to be a, a passer first enough to build confidence throughout the year. So they can succeed later on in the year, you know what I mean? And I think that's a great characteristic to have um, amongst, you know, the guys that are the greatest. Because you know, Jordan and Bird, they specialize in one thing. All right, last thoughts, guys. What you got? Well, I just want to say, as sure as you are, I thought you would love Muggy is like your favorite, you know? <laughs> Muggy. <laughs> <laughs> what What you got, Ty? What's last? No, thoughts? man. Great time. I'm, I'm glad I got to do this today. Maybe I can do it again. Yeah, definitely. Anytime Mike's out, you know I'm here. Um, but yeah, so for uh, my man Jesse, my man Todd, this is uh, producer Dex with the Couch Potato Sports Report. Check us out on uh, the CouchPotatoSportsReport.com and on Twitter at the Couch Spot. I am not calling it X. They don't pay me to do that. I'm calling it Twitter, like nature intended. Anyway, we uh, check us out every Friday, live, 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, if you love the show, share it with a friend. If you hate the show, share it with two, two people you hate. So we will see you next time.